gamers, and welcome to episode 400 of the Super Ultra Podcast Arcade for December 17th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Nicholson, and with me is my co-host, Dominic Stallworth. What's going on this week, Dominic? Everything's going good this week, Dan. Holiday is almost here. Yeah. And um, also, I'm doing this podcast on another um, undisclosed location. <laughs> uh, Are you in the bunker? Did... Uh, did yeah. Elon Jet give up your location too? God, we yeah. gotta get these people <laughs> off of Twitter, Dominic. All these journalists doxing Dominic. Can't believe it. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I was in the crowd going doing the Chappelle's uh, stand up. <laughs> Where and, you? Um, he, he found out who I was. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, But no, um, yeah. So I'm going to be sounding a little funny because I'm talking through my mic on my phone mm. instead of a normal mic on a PC. But um, we can get right down to it, man. Um, I know sports. My team had a bye week, so I didn't worry about it. I know Ravens won, even with their backups, a back and backup backup. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, good for them. And they got a game on a Saturday. It's like three games today on Saturday uh, for the NFL. So it's a busy sports day. Because um, you got some bowl games, some other not so good bowl games for college. Uh, well, I'm gonna say not good, but the low, less low profile ones. Um, I didn't even talk about last week that Maryland's in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, so there you go. I think the winner gets uh, your supply of mayo from Duke's. Mm, delicious. So that's, uh, that's like one jar. <laughs> Nobody needs that much mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah you can get like one just get one of the huge Duke Mayo's bar from a Sam's Club or mm, like oh my a god or something that's you, like three years yeah yeah you'll be good a very long time um well actually yeah it'll go bad before you even finish oh yeah absolutely <laughs> so the um what else see uh we got here I mean the championship is um Alabama's not in there so I'm happy. Um, I know Alabama's not happy, but that's okay. Who cares? They'll be okay. Um, it's going to be Georgia versus Ohio State in the semifinals. Um, and it's going to be, do, 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 let me see here, uh, Michigan versus TCU in the uh, other, the other um, semifinal. Um, so I'm rooting. I have no rooting interest in this. Um, I'm just – Want to see some good games. That's all. Um, of course, I'm rooting for Maryland against NC State, who they're playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So um, um hope they win. NC State is actually ranked 23, so it could be a tall task for Maryland, but we'll see. They played those. Look, they played Michigan and Ohio State pretty tough, and they're both in the, they're both going for the championship. So, hey, it's a good chance Maryland might can beat NC State. Mm-hmm. On um, the basketball team, um, it's lost. I think the last two games, they had some tough. The first game they lost was closer. They at least they got to be closer. Um, the second one, I think it wasn't wasn't as close. At UCLA beat them, so that probably knocks them. It might knock them out the top twenty-five. Not sure, um, but I don't know. I wasn't really expecting much. I mean, I didn't know what to expect for this year, honestly, at all. I mean, I was surprised they I mean they got ranked. I mean, they weren't ranked at the beginning of the year, so obviously a lot of people had them the high either. But I mean, hopefully they improve. I mean, 
I mean, hopefully this team is competitive at least throughout the year. Um, I, I just want them to at least get to the tournament. And this is a new coach, so hopefully things get better as the year goes on. That's all I can really hope, hope for with Maryland. Um, what else happened? I think Aaron Judge is staying with the Yankees. Okay. I think he got a contract with the Yankees, and he's sticking with that one. And that pisses me off because I was <laughs> like, darn it, I want him to leave. So I want the Yankees to not still be good. And I have any big people there for at least at least a few years. God damn, man. It's like I can't get a break from them. Oh, there's other things happen in baseball too. I just I only know all the news in that. I'll get to that one later. Basketball, still early season, people playing some games, people are not playing. I know Steph is hurt right now, but it just seems like it's always like this every year, man. It's like yeah. stars aren't here to play in. This it just sucks. Um my wizard, my wizards suck. I mean, I don't know when the last. I'm trying to remember the last time I seen them win a game. <laughs> this thing, like they've been losing a lot in a row, and I was like, damn. And I haven't seen Bradley Beal in a while, and I'm like, damn, they just pay this man all this money, and I'm just gonna see him play. It's like, that's, what the hell? Um, whatever. Um, that's not really think of in sports really that big. Um, so I mean. The Ravens are playing against the Browns, which is huge because Browns got that quarterback um, back, Watson. This is his, this will be his third game. He lost a game last week to Cincinnati, which I mean, Cincinnati they they're trying to get to where the uh, Ravens are now, mm. take advantage of Ravens being hurt, and they are looking good. So, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, this hopefully this is a good game. Or for Ravens fans, hope is it, it's a good game for them as far as that. It's not a good game for the Browns as they blow them out. So it's what they said. They probably they probably don't want they probably want a stressful game yeah. <laughs> right now. But thing is, Lamar's still not back. So we gotta see if Huntley can hold it down. All right, you got any um wrestling news? Nah, nothing this week. All right. So I guess we can talk about what we've been watching. And apparently there was a Spider-Verse trailer, so you can tell me about that. Yeah, uh, just a kind of quick thing to go along with them releasing the or announcing the release date for that next movie. Uh, it's it it's just more kind of the same, but you see a ton of different Spider Men, including the ones from the Marvel Spider Man game on the PlayStation, Miles and and Peter. Um, so that's cool. I I'm just excited for that movie. I, the first one is incredible. So. Looking forward to this. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I yeah, I haven't seen it. I didn't know a trailer came out, so I ain't seen it. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess we'll go into what we're playing. So what you been playing? Um, so I've been playing uh, more of Astrobot. I think I originally mentioned kind of touching that a little bit when I first talked about getting the the PS Five. Um, I did finally get my new TV. The PS5 games on that look much better. Uh, I think I mentioned on my my PC monitor, like God of War looked a little bit washed out, and I adjusted settings, and I still didn't get get it where I was like happy with it. Um, but putting it on this TV, the blacks are looking black, the bright colors are looking shiny. So I don't know if that's an HDR thing or if that's just a better display for what it needs to do or whatever. But it's also 4K versus, you know, 1440p on my monitor. So I guess that maybe has something to do with just general graphics looking better. 
smoother and whatnot. Um, but I booted up Astrobot because that's something I can play when my daughter's around, which I can't really do with God of War. And now that the PS5 is out in the living room connected to the TV, I have to uh, choose my times to play things like hey, God of War. How about you change the language on that? You say you can't play with your daughter. Just say you, you choose not I to. choose not to. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I know plenty of people who play Call of Duty and their kids are just right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she uh, when, uh, one of the games I'll talk a little bit more about later, High on Life, I was playing that. And initially she was in the room and she was like, I don't like that. And I was like, yeah, get it out of here. <laughs> Cause this is, it, I had my headphones in, so she wasn't hearing it, but even just like the way the enemies kind of like melt and explode. I was like, yeah, you don't need to be saying this. Please go away. Um, so yeah, Astrobot played a good bit of that. I've, there are like four levels with four distinct areas per level. They each of them uses kind of their own gimmick to the controller. Like there's one bit where you get in a ball and you use the touchpad to move the ball around. There's one where you're using the the new shoulder buttons as like this springy creature to to bounce around places. It's a very good uh mini game thing. Like as a thing that came packed in with this console, I think it's very cool. And it's not that it's just like, oh, this is cool for a free thing. I think as a budget title, this would have been fine to also sell. So I appreciate the fact that they they did the least amount and actually just, you know, gave us the game. Uh, it's a lot of fun and it, it just has so much nostalgia, even for someone that's not a huge early PlayStation adopter like myself, like seeing some of that stuff from the PlayStation one era is really cool. Seeing the multi taps for the PlayStation one and the PlayStation two that you get is sort of like uh super smash brothers style trophies that you then collect in this one big room together with the four different like phases of the PlayStation it's really neat. They, they did a good job of recreating all of those accessories and consoles and digital form. And when you initially collect them, you can even take the controller and, and spin it around in your hands and the trophy moves around to match the controller kind of in, in 3d space, which is neat. Um, some of them you can, you can even, um, like open the drawer on and stuff like that to touch in the touchpad. So it's really cool. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's very much like a love letter to the PlayStation. I, I would like to really see them cause I've heard good things about that Astro bots VR thing too. Like I would, I would be into them giving this developer like free reign to make a full sized Astro bot game. Cause the, the, the platforming in it feels great. Like we talk about little big planet all the time about how loose and kind of junky it feels as far as being a platforming game. But this is just like tight. It feels wonderful. So even shit, man, just <laughs> give them little big planet and turn little big planet into, I mean, I think they've already done that, moved it away from the creation and made it more of an, into a platforming game, but yeah, they should, they should lean into that or just stick with Astrobot. Astrobot could be a cute little mascot 
in the same way that little big planet kind of is probably bigger. Um, and yeah, just using all the controller functions. I think it's really neat that that controller definitely has a lot of potential. I'd like to see how it is utilized in more games, but I just, from what I've heard, it sounds like that they don't developers don't use that a lot in like the third party games. So like, God of War even feels I'm starting to notice it a little bit more like how it's using the triggers just to maybe like make it slightly different feeling when I hold down to throw the axe, but it's nothing like mind blowing in the same way that like some of the Astrobot stuff is like it really feels like a different thing that I wouldn't get out of an Xbox controller and and the speaker in there too also adds a little added element like when you're the little uh, springy robot guy, you kind of choose whether you're going to go left or right by leaning the controller. But as you're leaning the controller, it also has like the creak of the spring coming out of the controller. So it's really like, Oh, that's kind of immersive. Um, Yeah. So that game, that game's fantastic as an experience. God of war. I've played another, like 30 minutes to an hour. I'm in a mine now in, in the dwarf uh, realm. Uh, no real story beat that I've hit yet. So just kind of waiting for that next thing to hit. I'm looking for tier the, uh, the God of war in, in that mythology and Norse Norse mythology. Um, so I'm guessing I'll find him eventually. And then we're going to go be down on Odin or something. So, have you been playing any more of that yet, Dominic? No. No. Because I'm I've been focusing on Persona Five, man. Yeah. So I uh, I've been trying trying to play too many different games at a time. So I I've been and plus I mean I'm just into that. I'm just into Persona Five right now. Like yeah. playing Good God of War, I realized I wasn't really into playing it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like I so it yeah because I tried because I talked to my friend about it because he said it was good. I said yeah. I mean it's it's. So far, it's just as good as the first one, anyways. And the first one I thought was great. Yeah, I'm just not in the mood right now for that game for some reason. Like I kind of want to go back to play the first one on my PC with cheats more mm. so than play this one, <laughs> yeah. honestly. So I I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, right. I'll get there someday, but I think it's going to probably be. Um, you'll probably finish. You might finish the game before I do. Um, honestly. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm I'm the same kind of like it's taken me a little bit of effort to go to play that game. Um, it's it's nothing against the game. It's a good game, and I do want to see what happens story wise before it gets spoiled too much for me anywhere. But at the same time, it's just like yeah, there's so many other things out right now. I'm, I'm trying to do better at kind of, especially the stuff that shows up on Game Pass, giving it a little taste just to just to talk about something different on here, especially, and, and just try it out. Because, you know, paying for Game Pass, it's like I might as well put it to good use and, and at least sample all these different games, even if it's not something that necessarily sticks with me. Um, but, yeah, tell me about Persona, because we both played the other one. All right, so... On Persona, I um, I finished. I defeated the third boss. Um, when, like the third guy, they go to change his heart. He's a mob. He's a mob guy. He was um, stealing people's money and like, well, he was 
like getting people to um, get in debt with him so he controls mm. them and takes the money and then they've got to work for him and make money for him. But he's been doing it with kids too, like people in high Damn. school. So that's how we really <laughs> got into it. So, um, and then we stopped him. Um, now I'm kind of in the in-between of that and our next target. We don't have a target yet, but we're doing it exams. So right now, we just finished exams. They're about to celebrate exams and also celebrating basically um, being a target and I guess the next big storyline comes about um, from there the yeah it's it's a whole fun I mean it's a lot of things I've done I mean I said this before that I've done before um, I know um, what else I do um, I think you could go to this jazz club before but I don't think I did like you could take somebody to the jazz club and it also boosts your stats up hmm. um, with that person. And uh, I'm trying to think, I think it boosts like some kind of technical stat, something to do with fighting. And also you got, now you have these, these combos you can do with partners, which I don't remember doing in the first game. Uh, so like every now and then, like a, it'll be a cutscene, somebody's talking to um, a member not just you, not you, because I don't think I can do a combo on anybody yet. It's the other members. They talk to each other and they talk about like, hey, yes, do this move together. And then it's a special move you can do during a fight that they do together. It's pretty, it's pretty cool and funny. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, so far, yeah, the, the two, the two I've seen have been pretty funny. Um, but it look, it looks neat, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, I know I've been wearing that Christmas outfit now in the game since I was like, hey, it's Christmas now, so I can wear this Christmas outfit. Um, doing the. Um, the game, like these costumes, even though in cutscenes they don't have those costumes on because you know the cutscenes are already done and right. it's like they have their original one, so it kind of takes you out of it. I was like, ah, oh, I couldn't draw it in. I mean, you say, yeah, I, I mean, I understand, uh, but it still sucks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm still having fun with that game, man. I mean, it's it's an RPG, so it's a it's a long game. Um, I probably maybe halfway through or. Little either a little less than halfway or at halfway. Um, so still got a lot of game left, but I should be finishing faster than I did the original Persona 5. Um, because of the way I am. Um so I'm using a cheat to do more stuff in the day. So it's making things like I think soon it's gonna get to a point where I'm just skipping days because I'm like, oh I got nothing to do because I've done everything. <laughs> so I'm just well. I'm just doing regular hangouts, like because you can hang out with friends and stuff. But see, I ain't do that a lot because I was trying to do everything and to do everything. Hanging out was just something extra to do. Right. You didn't have to do it. Um, so now I'm just kind of just hanging out, doing things, and seeing different dialogue happen. That's pretty. Sometimes some of them funny and whatever. Um, yeah, it, the game is fun. I mean, yeah, man, I still like it. Nice. So um, yeah. And I think I'm trying to think of I don't think I played anything else new except for um High on Life, which you're about to talk about. Um because they did have a lot of the Riot games come out. Yeah. Um, probably all of them, really, right? Um on the Xbox. And unfortunately, I think I mean I might download them just to see what can I how much I can do by myself before I play with anybody. <laughs> because <laughs> those Cause it's pretty intimidating because now like, Oh no, I'm going to this game. I'm brand freaking new, but there probably maybe some ways to be fair, but it's funny how all this, they're just like another blizzard now. Like the games they have are games that blizzard had. Well, except for, um, Heart, Heartstone, 
because I don't I don't know if that exists anymore. <laughs> but but I mean they were they were there before Hearthstone. But like they have a card game, you know, just like Blizzard. Mm. They have a strategy game like Blizzard too. And they also got Blizzard got Overwatch. They got mm-hmm. Valorant. Valorant and yeah, so they they are basically like uh, another Blizzard, essentially. And yeah, I'm gonna try those games out to see if I like them or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe that card game is probably be pretty cool. I mean, I'll like that game. I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's I forgot the card game was called. Um, uh, what was it called? Hold on, I pull up right here. Uh, it was something with the little chick. Is it Legends of Runeterra? Legend of Runeterra. I thought that was another. Yeah, maybe. Then what is that other battle game? Then there's um. Another... Uh, what are what is that other one? Uh, side games. Team fight tactics. Okay. I don't know about that. Um, that, that sounds is, familiar. Uh, yeah, that's like a little board. It looks like they're on a board game, like a board, and you're kind of hitting the opponent. It's a you put your team building skills to the test of the team fight tactics, ultimate multiplayer player versus player auto battler from the studio behind the oh, legends. Okay. That's not the big brain set in the world of Rune Terra, so that makes sense. Interesting. I mean, so Rune Terra ain't this ain't ain't the set of League of Legends. That's a different world. I'm sure it's the same. It's got to be right. <laughs> It's an offshoot world of an offshoot world. Yeah, Runeterra, yeah, it's a card game. Auto Battler. I'm not sure what an auto battler is. Is that like auto chess? I remember people talking about that. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. What that that is. And I thought they had a single player game. Oh, not single player, but at least something that can play. But maybe. One of these games, maybe Valorant has something like Overwatch where I can just play with bots. I don't know. Yeah, they also had the the Ruin King game and then that Hextech Mayhem one. I think the Ruin King is that's a turn based RPG. I like how they have the main story. They still have main story times in these games, and that confuses me because I was like, main story? What do you mean? It's a multiplayer <laughs> game, right? And it says like forty one hours for um, Valorant. And League of Legends. That means it takes story, 41 thousand, hours to get through the tutorials. <laughs> a thousand and thirty-nine hours, Daniel, for the Jesus main story. Jesus Christ. Oh, but a thousand and seven hundred and forty-one hours for main story and extras. Oh, okay. That's and you want to complete everything, Daniel? Uh-huh. Two thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven hours. Where that's, are these numbers? That seems under undervalued there. I mean, what are these numbers? I mean, like if it's a single player game thing, I can see, but I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. To complete the main objectives, just enough to see the credits roll. You, you see credits roll I, in League of Legends? I feel like I can probably go to the menus and watch the credits roll. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess we'll talk about the game that came out, big game that came out this week, um, High on Life. Yeah. So um, what is this? What is this game created by? I mean, I know it's got Rick and Morty guy with it, but... Who are the creators? It's Squatch Games, which I'm not entirely sure what they've done before. I'm going to look that up right now. Let's see. Our games. 
Um, and this game oh, okay. They also that. did Trover Saves the Universe, which was also a Justin Roiland associated game. You played a little oh, bit okay. of that, right? I don't remember that. I gotta look at it. It's the one where the guy has faces in his eyes. What's it called again? Trover Saves the Trover. Universe. Yeah, T R O V E R. Okay, yeah, I see, I see it. All right. Um, hmm. I want to say yes. I recognize it. I recognize this. I thought you had played a little bit of that. I don't remember if it was a VR game. It wasn't a VR game. Okay. I know that. But yeah. So they no. I just saw it. I don't think I played. Yeah. So they made that previous to this. They also made a game called accounting plus um but basically the the idea here is it's first person shooter but in this world your guns are aliens and they talk to you um so far i've gotten two weapons i've gotten the gun that you start out with which is voiced by justin roiland oh, basically wait a minute, yo. but Tro- i mean trover is a vr game but i never played okay gotcha be, at least it has a at least it has a vr bundle mm-hmm. with it uh i mean I, i'm assuming it's a yeah, I'm seeing that you. Yeah, you can do a it, Oculus Rift so one. Um, yeah, but it might not be out on like the the Quest or something like that. Might have been pre pre that stuff. Um, yeah, so basically, Justin Roiland is doing the Morty voice in this as as the first gun that you get. You also get a knife pretty early on. I I beat the first boss, and around there is where I got the knife. And that thing just kind of yells at you. Um, and it, it's a knife in a first-person shooter game. So it's basically like an accessory. It's not something that you switch to and are constantly getting getting voices from. Um, leading up to this, I was kind of apprehensive about like how much of the Morty thing they were going to do. Because like, I like Rick and Morty, but like just too much of it can be too much of it. But honestly, with the way this game has played out so far, there's this kind of weird balance that, like, when I'm not doing anything and I would like my gun to be kind of keeping me entertained, it's not. And when there's action happening, that's when my gun wants to to pipe up. And I'm like, I'm trying to listen to you, but I'm also trying to focus on shooting these things. But they're also saying stupid stuff, the like the enemies that I'm shooting, so I'd like to hear them. So it's kind of like, I, I wish I could like balance this out a little more. Because um, honestly, like in the between times, the gun's not talking enough. Because I saw there was an option in the, in the settings to like turn up or down the frequency of the gun dialogue. Which is good, because like I'm sure there are people out there that are like, this is too much. I don't like Justin Roiland. But like maybe just don't play this game then. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I thought maybe like I don't see it being that much fun without it. I mean, because the shooting is not great or anything. No, it's it's fine so yeah. far. It it holds up well enough that I'm enjoying the gameplay, along with listening to the stupid stuff that is coming out of my gun. Um, yeah, yeah. Like uh, so far, I'm I'm pretty positive on the game. I I think it's it's fun. I think the the voice stuff is all right so far. I definitely would like there to be some variety, but I'm I'm also intrigued to see how they handle that. Like, 
am I going to miss out on dialogue or is there going to be like, this dialogue is better when you're in this thing. So like I'm missing out on funnier dialogue because I decided to use this weapon instead of this other weapon or something like that. But I, I think overall so far it's all right. It looks, looks pretty good. It, it, it's not like, wow, this, uh, this is visually impressive, but I think it holds up pretty well. Even like your sister, who's a human character in this game, as opposed to like all the other kind of weird cartoony monsters, like she looks sort of cartoony and weird, but like not in a way that I'm like, Oh my God, this human looks awful in this game kind of thing. You know? Um, yeah. I I like the visuals. Yeah. The visuals like in the, the way the gun talks and, mm. um, expresses itself, um, and, some of the aliens and some of the environments, they look really good. Like, yeah. but, um, but some of the things look, they look okay. Like it's like great, but it's not like, like you said, like super impressive, but I think the, the gun visuals look like the way it, yeah, yeah looks, the it, way it animates. And and, I think that yeah. looks, yeah, I think it looks, that looks really good. Yeah, um, they do I think the job. colors, how, how colorful it is too. Um, is is pretty great too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you played more than I did. I mean, I, I got to the first boss, but I didn't defeat um, defeat her yet. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, I, I like the comedy. Like, I enjoy it. Um, I don't really find it annoying, at least not yet anyway. Uh, yeah, I kind of wish, um, yeah, because sometimes they talk when the action's happening, so it's a lot happier. Like, I didn't turn the, um, the FSX down um, so mm-hmm. I can hear the uh dialogue a whole lot better uh and you don't talk like you're just you're that silent protagonist guy yeah. so the only thing talk is anybody around you is talking and but yeah in the game this game i mean it's fun um i mean i'm having fun so far with it i, I like it i mean i saw reviews and they weren't that great on it but the user reviews were high on it mm-hmm. so i don't know the one review i read from game form is really like he doesn't really like the comedy it's not nature, so that's fine. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't, yeah, I don't that's say. taste um, that. subjective. Yeah, but exactly. Some people felt like, hey, this is one of those games. Yeah, I wouldn't. They say, well, people who haven't played it say that it sounds like a game I wouldn't buy, but I'm glad it's on Game Pass, which is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I if I would bought this, especially at full price, but. If there was like a demo of me playing it, I think I would have at least waited for like a sale or something. Yeah. On it. That's what it would have been for me would be like, oh, it hit $19. I've been waiting to play this game. And then I downloaded it and never played. But they would have gotten my money, Dominic. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad it's with Game Pass. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm glad I got Game Pass for. Mm-hmm. I mean, before I can play these games that. I probably would never buy. And since they don't have demos, I would never have tried out. I would never know about them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm enjoying this game. So I, I, I want to play more of it. It seems, seems pretty linear, which I appreciate if this game clocks in under 10 hours, I don't see it becoming something that's like, Oh, this, this comedy is going on too long or anything like that. I think this will be all right. All right, so what else we got? Um, that's it. That's it so for me. So we'll, yeah. So I guess that's um, we'll take a quick break, and when we get back, we get to the flashback segment. <laughs> 
All right. And we're back. And now we're flashbacking to 2012, 10 years ago. We got a couple games to mention. And the first one we're going to mention is the special game, Street Fighter Cross Mega Man. Um, tell me about this. It came on a Windows. Yeah, so basically, apparently it started out as a fan-made game and then as like a celebration for the 25th anniversary for both of those games, Mega Man and Street Fighter. Uh, Capcom helped to release it as an actual product. Uh, it seems kind of neat. It's basically like a regular Mega Man game, but as a replacement for the bosses and the like main enemies, you have Street Fighter characters. So it sounds kind of cool. I don't remember this being a thing, really. Yeah, I never heard of this either, man. Um, that does sound cool. I, did it ever end up coming um, to anything else? No, nah, it looks like it's a PC exclusive thing. So I wonder oh, how you man. could get that. Yeah, I can't imagine that's a thing found on Steam nowadays. I mean, can't come help to bring it out. We're like, yeah, where, where can you get it? On the Pirate Bay, Dominic. <laughs> on the Seven Seas. The Open Seas, yeah. Open Seas. Yeah, it's nothing showing up on uh, Steam for that game. Just Street Fighter Cross Tekken and Marvel vs. Capcom. I'm still waiting for Tekken Cross Street Fighter. <laughs> You'll get it one of these days. <laughs> Bound to happen. Once they finish Tekken 8 or whatever, they'll, they'll come out with that. All right. So here we go. What's the next game we got here? We got Connect Party which is a Double Fine Connect game. So what is this? Yeah, so basically this was the follow-up to Double Fine's Happy Fun Theater or Happy Time Theater, which was an earlier Connect game that it basically had like small little mini games or things to do as like a group when you had your Connect on. It was like um it would just have stuff that you could interact with like there would be a scene in, on the TV if you did like a motion, you could throw fireballs at people and stuff oh. like that. So it was just kind of this. Yeah, so it was basically kind of a party thing that used the augmented reality to enhance your experience. So it was pretty cool. All right. All right, so that's it for 2012. So yeah, we're just closing up the year. We're getting some of these games. Uh, there's other games out there, but nothing really worth talking about. Yeah. Um. So... Now we're going back 20 years, 2002. So this is a huge one um, that I didn't even know was released because I just pay attention to you, um, the U.S. releases of games, you know. So yeah. The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, was released 20 years ago in Japan. So the Japanese got this for Christmas while we were all crying and waiting for it till next year <laughs> to get it. Um, even though some people who didn't like it, they would call it Zelda. They yeah. say, oh, look, it's Zelda, which I never – Thought that was a um, insult. I always liked it. Um, the look of that Zelda game. I mean, because I, I, that's this is the reason why I got a GameCube. Yeah. Like when okay. the GameCube went down in price again. Because um, what did it start off as two fifty? I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So it was like two. It was like one ninety nine. So my my PlayStation had one up. So I was like, oh, I'm about to put this in the shop. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go buy me a GameCube. And then I went ahead, bought a GameCube, bought Zelda, mm-hmm. and um, well, first I bought, I pre-ordered Zelda so I can get 
the enhanced um yeah the Ocarina of time. time yeah and um and then it had the harder version which I didn't even I never touched the Master Quest the Master one Quest, never yeah. touched it never <laughs> touched that shit because when I heard it was harder I was like the fuck I want to touch this for yeah I played the shit out of that game the Ocarina of Time one and still got stuck at the same place in the Water Temple so <laughs> I was so I had <laughs> the same place I, well no. I know my fault, not just Water Temple. The um I that was the it took me a long ass time to always beat the Water Temple, mm-hmm. but I always end up beating it. And then I get stuck with in the desert when you have uh, to freaking hide from those um the Gerodo ladies, yeah. whatever the fuck they are. Um and stealth. I hate stealth. So I was like, <laughs> I never could get past that point. But then finally getting the legends out of Wind Waker. Playing that, loved it. I mean, I mean yeah. this is what I was waiting for because the look of the game. Always say like, "Oh my god, this looks exactly like a cartoon." Mm-hmm. I say, "This looks good." Like I see the out. I mean, never saw it in motion, but always just saw. Just looking at the screenshots was good enough for me. And maybe not being on the internet, I didn't know people didn't like. Some people really didn't like it. Like it, you know, like mm-hmm. like they just didn't like the. Uh, oh man, I don't like what the look of it is. So man, me getting that game and playing that, oh my God, I played that game for hours. I had the strategy guide. I was trying to do everything <laughs> yeah. I could do. Um, I don't know if it had anything exclusive. Did it have something exclusive that you going to use with the Game Boy Advance? Uh, they had the tingle tracker thing when you hooked up the Game That's Boy That's right. Advance. So I never could do that. I never could do that. And I held the Nintendo for that. So I was like, I'm not buying uh, Game Boy Advance to do this shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That game is, yeah, I, to this day, it's still probably still my favorite one. Still my favorite Zelda game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. The The moment when you go under the sea and then, like, it's black and white, but then the color comes back to that castle is, is so incredible. I just. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, 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 it makes you feel like, wait a minute, this is, this is supposed to be like the cat, like the Tate of Tom. Mm-hmm. So supposed to be like oh that could be like ocarina of time this yep. is the i'm in the future and that was all in the past yeah it was crazy and everything got shrunken under the suit i just i can't believe they haven't released the wind waker hd on the switch and now like now you're talking about how it's been 20 years that means next year will be the 20th year anniversary for the united states release but if we're talking about that time frame we're talking about the news we're talking about breath of the wild too we're talking about tears of the kingdom so they're not it doesn't seem like they would release this game on the switch around that same time then so it feels like they're kind of missing that window which makes me wonder if they'll do it at all and it's just it feels like such a waste to have just released it on the wii u i mean considering all the other games that they've taken from the wii u and put on the switch and to not have done that for this game is, is disappointing. Yeah, that it does. That was, I'm thinking about, yeah, that's so stupid. Like, it'll, yeah, it don't make sense at all. I mean, I know people were talking about Twilight right. princess too, but yeah. that game's not as good. So for some reason, I thought that was released on the switch. Nah, not yet. I thought that was already out on the switch. No, well, I don't care about that. All right, anyway. <laughs> the, uh, oh, and another game, Crimson Sea, which is a, um, 
a KOE game. Um, it's a, it's mm. an action um J a, action JRPG game. It, it has JRPG elements to it, as um, I should say. But it actually got decent reviews. Um, it it actually got like around in the high seventies. Um, in a lot of publications. So it's a known game. It's probably one of those lost gems that were. It was only on Xbox. Um, so not a lot of people got got to play yeah, it. Japanese game on yeah, Xbox. Come on, no. Dominic. Nobody buys that. <laughs> yeah, doesn't so, sell in America because it's a Japanese game. Doesn't sell in Japan because it's an Xbox. That's the worst Xbox of both worlds. Console. Yeah. <laughs> so they um. What I'm about to say. Oh um. So when it got a sequel, it did come on PS Two. I don't know how that one did, but this was like people. Uh, there was it did like I said, it did get reviewed um, well. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those lost those lost gem games that should be mentioned. I remember seeing it, but I never really thought about ever playing it. Well, first of all, I never had X, I never had an Xbox at the time, so I definitely was not thinking about it. By the time I got an Xbox, it was a forgotten. This was a forgotten gem, so I just never thought of it. All right, so now we're going like 30 years. 30 years ago, uh, this game came out, Tiny Toon Adventures, Busters, Bust Loose. This is, uh, if you know Tiny Toons, Tiny Toons is like the little version of Looney Tunes. This is what uh, people my age basically grew up on. They they love this. Sh- Not, most people I know uh, love the show. They used to watch it. Um, always liked it, like Tiny Toons. Uh, watched that. Animaniacs came. I think I watched like, the first couple of seasons of Animaniacs. Well, Sees whatever years, whatever how they do it. It's <laughs> heck then. Um, but I wasn't like a huge animated fan. I didn't mind it though. Um, but Tiny Choose was a show. That was a big thing. And in the game, I remember playing uh it wasn't this one, but I remember playing Tiny Two games on the Sega Genesis and I liked them. And later on in life, when I started reading about older games, I hear how people they like these games, like they talk about how good these games were, like as a platformer. And this one particularly, it got rated pretty well. I mean, it was like in the 80s that I saw this game um, on a site. I mean, let me see. Yeah. What computer and video games get a 94. Nintendo Power gave it a 15.4 out of 20. I guess that's good. I don't know <laughs> what the hell. Review. I don't understand it. It's whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, but it got pretty damn good scores. And it's been ranked on other people's lists for like top. Super Nintendo games like IGN got it for its 99th out of 100 games. I mean, I, I, that, that sounds good. I don't know how many games. I don't know how many games were released on Super Nintendo, but yeah. that sounds good. Ten thousand. Um, okay, but then that's really good. Uh, but yeah, it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is what like, Konami also like did this. Like Konami, they always seemed to do licensed games pretty damn well back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like that was yeah they. It was it was pretty cool, um, how yeah, licensed games like even when I think of it as a kid, I was like, okay, I probably liked it as a kid. But then when I when people talk about them and they even like review it today's standards, they say, no, those games were actually really good. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so it wasn't just me just being a kid that it was <laughs> oh the characters I watched cartoons on. It was they actually made a good game. While versus today, now you just think of like, oh, if this is some SpongeBob game, it might suck. It's my symbol, like it's stuff. Um, I even know some people say, "Oh yeah, I like the King's Bottom," but I'm like, "Ah, nah, y'all didn't like it because y'all were kids." Yeah. And like my games, my games were actually good, and they were for kids. In your face. <laughs> <laughs> this actually had the cover story of the uh, Nintendo Power too. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know about cover story, but it was, but it was on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was that popular. I mean, it was. It was yeah, Tiny Toons was, was huge back then. I do not know where they're getting a score from this, though, because the section that they take you to in the magazine is the now playing, and it shows like a positive and a negative. Like, positive, Buster's high-speed dash is great. Look for outstanding graphics and sound. Also, look for a wide variety of game situations. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'll go with the, with the words, um, Daniel. Exactly. Uh, they could be, because there are far more positive words than there are negative words. So... I would I would find that hilarious if that's literally what it is. Is like the computer was like, there are a fourteen point five percentage <laughs> words out of this twenty. All right, so that is it for the flashback segment. So we're gonna take a quick break when we get back. And get to the gaming news. All right, and we're back. Let's get to the gaming news. What we got, Dad? All right, Dominic. After our big blowout last week with the video game awards, there's not a ton of big stories out here, but there are a couple of things worth mentioning. Uh, First up, Sony announced that, well, they kind of confirmed with Insomniac that Marvel's Spider-Man 2 will be releasing in fall of 2023. No specific release date, no trailer or anything like that. Uh, But that is uh, interesting news. I... I'm glad to hear that's coming so soon because hopefully that means we'll be seeing, like, Wolverine by 2024, 20 early 2025. Cause I, as much as I'm excited for Spider-Man two, it's going to be more of the same. And I really want to see what they end up doing with a Wolverine game. Like what? Cause that's going to be a completely different gameplay style. Do they pull that off as well as they pull off Spider-Man? Uh, the Wolverine is going to be swinging them out. Like, Instead of swinging, he's going to be kind of jumping like, ah, and clawing his way on buildings and stuff like that. And, so <laughs> and like ultimate destruction, there you go. Yeah, basically. It works for them. Why not? Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that game. I'm glad to see that they have a, a timeline there for when that's going to come. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum, Dominic, we got a delay here. Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, Only for the previous gen, the PS4 and Xbox One and Switch versions. That's being delayed until April 4th. (laughs) Yes, your generation. Um, But the PS5 and Xbox Series stuff is still coming out February 10th. There was also a new trailer out for that. I did not see that. Um, They've shown plenty of that game at this point. I feel like I know what that game is. I'm intrigued to see how it turns out review wise, if it ends up being as good as it seems like it could be. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm excited for that game. Yeah. Seems you know, cool. I won't be playing it no time soon. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then another one I got here, PlayStation VR two. We know that's coming out February 22nd. But Sony has also announced that Resident Evil Village is going to get a VR mode update uh, for the original game. So if you own that game on the PS5, you will get a free upgrade that will include free upgrade that will include the VR version of that game. So no independent village VR game that you have to buy, which is very cool of them. That's nice if you already own that game. Yeah, and you that's play just, that in VR. The least they can do. At least they can do because you can't play the other Resident Evil game on there. Yeah, that still the is just such a 
a big detriment to that that system. I feel like, and I've I've seen people who are well versed in VR and and its development talk about like why you wouldn't want to do that because of like the the change in from outside tracking to inside out tracking and and things like that and the effort that you would have to put in to make that work but the reality of it is like just having that library allows you to like make it more of a value like it feels like more of a thing that i can use it with all of these different things as opposed to me being locked into this library that you're promising me on the PS five. And they, they are pretty constantly announcing new things coming. They just recently announced a couple more titles, uh, Fanta vision that early. Is it a PS two game with the fireworks? Yeah. PS2. Yeah. They're PS2. doing a, a VR version of that. That's going to be coming out at launch. I believe, um, it's stuff like that, but at the same time, like I look at any of the things that can be used with the PC and it's like, Oh, I can use, use this with basically any game that's ever came out on a PC VR kind of thing, you know, and the quest, for example, like I can just hook that up with a USB cable and now all of the P uh, the previous VR titles that I've owned. Yeah. See, I can play. That's what I don't get. I'm sorry. Like you keep talking about like, Oh, because of the technology you're using now, I'm like, that sounds like excuses. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's hundred percent. Like <laughs> yeah. They just don't see it as a value proposition for them. They don't think that doing the work to make those old games work is going to be worth it to them in sales. And uh, we'll see how it shakes out. I, I, I want it to succeed because I want VR to succeed, but I I want them to realize that that was a mistake, you know, and, and hopefully that means yeah. making it so. And I think there have been some rumors out there. Maybe it was just some speculation that you could use this thing for PC VR. You know, if that's something that they allow you to do, even if it's after some some struggles early on, you know, they sell through their, their first allotment because it's a new product. Everybody wants it, but then sales kind of taper off as they don't really have the product to deliver alongside of it. And then they're like, Oh, how do we still keep selling this thing? You know, open it up to, you know, allow for PC games like hell. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. But we'll see. We'll see if that comes to fruition. I mean, we're just mere months away from its release now. It's kind of wild that that it's so soon, but we're getting into 2023 here, Dominic. Are there any contests to win a free one? Uh, I'm sure if we get closer to launch, there'll probably be something. You got to you got to be a part of the PlayStation All-Stars or whatever that that loyalty program is now that they've got. You got to sign oh, up for that. Well, I'm not working a retail store, so I know. Oh no, not that, not that, that one. The the new. Oh yeah. Oh that <laughs> yeah. thing, yeah. I don't yeah. know about yeah. No, because that that uh, that new retail loyalty site. Ever since they switched it over to the one thing, it it just never seemed as as good or as as no, uh, it didn't. advantageous. So. The All right. Spots, they, 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 when they were changed too, and I was like, mm. oh man, this is. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't verify oh, for a very man. long time. 
But that was the crazy thing about the PlayStation one. It was like you got stuff free. They just slashed the barcode on it so you can switch, take it to GameStop or whatever. Whereas like the Microsoft one, depending on the level of expert you were, you had to pay for it at a different price. Yeah, a very discounted price. But, yeah. But then it started asking for more. Like later on, it was like, oh, you got to do more tests. Mm. For, and you want to get as much points like you used to. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, this is this is going to be too much. Not worth it anymore. Yeah. Those were the days, Dominic. Those were the days. All right. The last yep. news story I got here, Dominic. Amazon has announced that they are publishing the next Tomb Raider game. What, what do you think there? I don't know what to think. <laughs> what, what, is, what does it mean? Like, are... Are they still being done by Crystal Dynamics? Yes. So remember, Crystal Dynamics got sold off out of Square Enix to uh, who is it now? Was it the was it Coke Media they got sold to? Uh, let me see if I can find it here. And what they sold it to Amazon or something? No, they're just doing a publishing deal with them. It's not. It's not them being owned by. Oh, the Embracer Group. That's who they... They're part of the Embracer Group now. And I guess Embracer Group basically licensed out, you know, Tomb Raider to them to publish. Embracer Group being the the ones that also own, like, THQ Nordic and stuff. So, yeah, that's... I wonder if that's a play from Amazon to, like, also potentially do like a series because uh there were a lot of news stories this week i didn't include them but as part of this like i mentioned them here but like they're doing a god of war series seemingly based off of these latest games at amazon and um i don't remember who it was but somebody's doing a horizon Zero god Dawn of war series. series yeah god of war like they're doing a tv like, series like a- oh okay, yeah sorry it. i know i'm switching between games and yeah, they're doing a they're doing a um, a video series, so I wonder if they're making a play like, oh, we'll publish this next Tomb Raider game, but then we'll also get exclusive rights to make the next Tomb Raider movie or make the next Tomb Raider TV show or something like that. I could see them trying to leverage that because, like, they're not gonna take this Tomb Raider game and make it Luna exclusive or something like that. There's no way that would happen. You know, the amount of money that it would take to make a AAA Tomb Raider game to lock it into Luna that nobody they, knows they, they even exists. They can afford it. I mean, they could, but it <laughs> just doesn't know, seem know, like a why, worthy gamble. Yeah. 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 Is it worth to even do that? Yeah. Exactly. The return on investments just doesn't add up there. But yeah, I mean, it's cool to know well, that they are working. Spite, just to say. Just to watch the world burn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is like, you wanted to make Elon Musk the richest man in the world. What about me? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, there was a poll recently that I think uh, Crystal Dynamics did that talked about a legacy of Kane game. And, I I would like them to also be working on one of those if they are you know if they're working on stuff let's let's maybe see one of those too. Um, are I can't remember are Crystal Dynamics also 
the studio that was helping Microsoft with one of their games, Perfect Dark or something. Can't remember who was helping Perfect with Perfect Dark, Dark, was, Dark now. I don't remember. Yeah, who was helping Perfect Dark? Was it was the guy who did Hitman, right? Uh, I don't think it was IO because they're the ones working on the Bond game now. Uh, Perfect oh, yeah, sure. Dark, Xbox Series. No, it's the Splinter Cell people. <laughs> Ubisoft. Um, let's see yeah, who, who is what? helping. Okay, yeah, Crystal Dynamics is joining the project to assist development. Yeah, so they are. Oh, which I mean, that makes me excited. It makes sense because they work with a game that was stung by a woman. So exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I wonder what Perfect Dark ends up being because, like, honestly, if they turn that into like a third-person shooter. In the vein of like a Tomb Raider, but with more guns, like that could be really cool. Not that a first person and aliens, yeah. Not that a first person shooter can't be, but they've got other first person shooters. My battery's low from my headset. Uh Hold on, let me get my other one. Okay. Hello. All right, yeah, I got my other one. All right. Yeah, man. I think we talked about it a little bit last week, talking about the premieres during the the game awards, but like one of these years has to be a big game, big year for Microsoft, right? Like all these games that they've announced. Well, I guess it's next year. I guess it's next year. <laughs> it's man. always next year. Dominic. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we always have next year, Daniel. Like, think about it. We saw a trailer for perfect dark. We saw a trailer for, for fable. Now they were both like, tone pieces, CGI stuff. It wasn't like you were seeing gameplay, but like they put some effort into making a thing that they could show the public to announce that that game was happening. So did that nice trailer with that monkey before, um, beyond good and evil too, Dan. Where where the hell is that? How many years ago? How many years ago was that? (laughs) Too many, too, way too many. Good Lord. Yeah, that's rough. Um, one of these days, years, Dominic, next year. Next year is when that's going to come out. It's, it's fine. It's been as many years as it's been we've been waiting for Beyond Good and Evil from that other teaser <laughs> that they saw from that point on. <laughs> Good Lord. Probably. The one where you yeah. saw the pig uh-huh. in, in her. Now, uh, how many years was that in between that and that trailer to oh, that trailer no. now? I wonder how many years. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, oh no, I didn't even think about that. Oh no, Dominic. That game's going to come out eventually, right? Totally going to come out. No. No. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy that oh, they no. made it just a completely different thing, too. Well, what what happened with him again? I forgot what happened to him. Something about sexual harassment. I don't know. Yeah, the, but um, was that? Was, oh well, yeah, it was Michelle. About, I don't know what sexual harassment. It was. It was, it was, it was toxic it was, work environment. Like it was bad boss work stuff, work. right? It wasn't yeah. necessarily. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily sexual stuff. But he uh, now he's like running a zoo or something with his wife. <sighs> Crazy Canadians, or French Canadians. French Canadians? French people? I don't know. Just French people, I think. 
There's an official website for Beyond Good and Evil still too, Dominic. I I believe. I believe in a thing called love. This is this is happening. So 2018 was that last one. When was the first one here? This first one was that's 2020 first trailer. Oh my God. <laughs> it was 2008. 2008 was that first trailer. 2018. Maybe it was 2017. Somebody's got 2017 here. Either way, it was about 10 years, nine years between those. And now here we are five years. Well, getting no five years will be six years next year. So yeah, it's uh, it's almost equidistance between us seeing that last trailer and that last trailer to the first trailer. That is insane. You're telling me anybody over a Ubisoft can't just pump out a game that follows the same formula? I, pump out life for, I mean, I guess because this is so going to be so different. I guess with this game compared to the. The cut and paste of the all the other fucking series they've done. Take take the I mean, next Assassin's Creed game, put a monkey in it, put Jade mm-hmm. in it, and you're done. Call it Beyond Good and Evil 2. Never talk about it ever again. That's all you gotta do. Save yourselves. Cause I think it's officially like now the longest game that's been in development after surpassing Duke Nukem Forever. It's like, come on, man. Damn. And you can't even, nobody can ever say, like, what about, um, what should we call it? What, what about, uh, uh, what's the game? Um, oh, ah, the, the space box. one. Um, oh, okay. No, 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 that's not citizen. Um, what's the orange box? Um, that's the one Half I always ask for three. Half Life. Half Life. Because cause it never was in development. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They at least never, well, I mean, <laughs> You could make the argument that the existence of Half-Life episode, Half-Life 2 episode th- 2 or whatever it was, the one yeah. that came out with Orange Box, you could make the argument that that is an indication that episode 3 should be coming at least. That never happened, but yeah, they never they never yeah, no, put I, out I a trailer for it. Evidence, yeah. I know our evidence of that. So... Yeah, that's that's rough. Ubisoft needs to get his shit together yeah, it's, in it's many ways. Exactly, it's a scam. Plus, you can play something from Star Citizen. Yeah, exactly. So they can milk more money out of you, but you know, still. All yeah, right. what's going on with Jordan Gordon Lovett? With his company, he's scamming too. <laughs> can I still submit my digital artwork? Can I can I create all AI artwork with one of those new programs? Submit that to Joseph Gordon-Levitt and get a paycheck and also get a credit in this game. What can I do? What is he doing? He's doing that Apple series, right? I'm sure he's yeah. still still doing something. All right, Dominic. Uh, yeah, so that was the news for this past week that I saw. Uh, we talked last week about the Game Awards premieres and mentioned that we would uh, talk a little bit about the winners this week. I don't think we have to go through all of these categories, but we can go through 
some of the bigger ones, like the ones we talked about for our predictions. Uh, we'll start out here with Best Adaptation. Arcane, the League of Legends series on Netflix, won that, which makes sense. That yeah, is a very good a series. Yeah. Uh, most Anticipated Game, which we all know is just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, that was The Legend of Z- uh, Zelda Tears of Kingdom. We'll be seeing that soon. So, yeah, exciting. Best debut indie game. This is where we get into it, Dominic. You had some predictions about the way this would go based on the other categories. Last time we talked about it, Stray did, in fact, win that category as well as best debut indie, which does make sense because it was the only game in these categories that also was nominated for Game of the Year, which may not be right because Vampire Survivors is very good and probably better than Stray, but whatever. Um, and Stray is, is a cat, so, like, a cat. so there you go. Uh, best multiplayer game went to Splatoon 3. Best sim, and that's st- what cat, no, that's what I want to say about cat owners. You're lazy pet owners because <laughs> all you gotta do, all this poop in the goddamn fucking kitty litter, that's all you have to clean up. And you don't gotta go walk your cat, he just walks around the place. And I mean, I mean, you do. They go. They're going to say like, "Well, I got a vacuum and stuff, so you got to do that with a dog too, and you got to take them out." Yep. Oh, but I get my backpack with the clear bubble on the back, and I put my cat in it, and I take him for walks. Dominic, <laughs> he loves it. All right. Uh, best sim and strategy game went to Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Best family game went to Kirby in the Forgotten Land. It feels like Nintendo had the biggest swath of like variety as far as how many of their games won. You also had Bayonetta three win best action game. Uh, but then you had competition in that one. Best action game was call of duty, modern warfare Two, neon white Sifu and teenage mutant Ninja turtles shredders revenge. Now here is my question. How is Sifu nominated for Best Action Game and also Best Fighting Game? Wait a minute. Sifu was nominated for what? Best Fighting Game, but also Best Action Game. Yeah. Shouldn't you that, be stuck is... to one category? Yeah. For that, yeah. Yeah. That's, you're that's in a fighting up. game or you're action game. I didn't even realize that when we initially talked about these. That's messed up. Dude, and who, you know, are there any journalists who question these things? <laughs> what kind of journalists people are these? Journalists are the one that voted for these things, Dominic. Yeah, but at least explain. I mean, come on. Any, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody needs to answer politics. for this. <laughs> Jeff Keeley, we need answers. <laughs> All right. Speaking of best fighting game, Multiverses won that game. Best role-playing game, you had Elden Ring. That, of course, won that category. Best action-adventure game went to God of War Ragnarok, as well as Innovation in Accessibility, which we've talked about in the past, has a ton of accessibility features in that game. Uh, You also had Ragnarok win Best Score in Music, Best Audio Design. You know what, for accessibility... They should also have, like, for most inaccessible games. Maybe, <laughs> yes. like, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. There you go. We don't need to give Elden Ring more awards, Dominic. <laughs> and Christopher Judge won Best Performance. Get he Good Game. Be get, get Good, good game. game. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
He uh, opened the show uh, with his acceptance speech, which was like seven minutes or something like that. Made poor Al Pacino stand off in the wings that entire time. He's too old to be standing there for that long. Somebody need to get him a chair. Uh, Let's see. What else do we got here? We've got best mobile game was Marvel Snap. Best VR game was Moss Book 2, Dominic. So you have that to look forward to once you finish Moss. Best community support went to Final Fantasy uh, 14 over the likes of Fortnite and Destiny, Apex Legends, No Man's Sky. Oh, Best- yeah. I mean, I could, I mean, I have not ever played this game, but um, I can just imagine the audience being a little nicer over there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's all I want to say. Okay. Um, I, just, I, I can imagine like Apex Legends, you know, this little hardcore mm. and. Um, Fortnite, yeah, I, I play with those kids. Yeah. They're assholes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Even more so than like World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy seems a little more inviting. Yeah, as far as its community goes, um, that also won best ongoing game, which makes sense. Community, which is also a ongoing. problem too within itself, because I'm suspicious of that. What's that? I'll be suspicious of someone's somebody's too nice. Oh yeah, well. and, and and inviting me. Yeah, I'll be like, oh. They're just trying to invite you to their furry (laughs) sex party or whatever. That's all. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. A whole bunch of those bunny, those bunny women (laughs) and bunny men. That was all together. So why am I just the same class? Yeah. What's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Walked into the wrong neighborhood in this game. All right. Game for impact as dusk falls won that, that category. You also have best art direction that went to Elden ring and Elden Ring also won Best Game Direction and Game of the Year. Dominic, Elden Ring, just like us when we finally do our categories, Elden Ring will win that as well, despite us not playing any of it, basically. Well, you played a little bit of it. I, I played a little bit. Yeah. I got out whatever the hell I was in Dungeon or whatever it was. I got out there. There you I go. walked around that field and got you killed. Saw the wide expanse yeah. of Elden Ring. Yep. Yeah, but those are your winners for the Game Awards 2022. I, as mostly as expected, I think, Dominic. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't. The more years go, the more I, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to get angry over something, yeah. like, not being caught. Well, this year, I just don't really have anything. So, <laughs> I don't really have anything that I was like, oh, I need this. To, this mm-hmm. I'm lying about this game. This game should win. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I I appreciated how Jeff Keighley handled, like, the award uh, stuff this year. I mean... I, I think he knows what people are there for. They're there for the the kind of big things, the big premieres, but also like to see when, you know, certain titles win stuff. So it was very much like, oh, here's a chance to, to have Christopher Judge talk. You know, here's a chance to celebrate Elden Ring as the game of the year. Here's a chance to, to celebrate, the, you know, um, things like innovation and accessibility but for the most part here's like the, best action game i'm just to gonna rattle this the, celebrate his union with yeah the with kojima he didn't give kojima any awards this year Dominic. come on it's gonna have to wait until uh death stranding here's 2 comes a, out his love 
is love. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Best domestic partnership, Hideo Kojima. Yes. <laughs> I'm happy for them. Um, yeah. So I, I think he's, he's got a good kind of thing down. I think the problem he's going to run into is like people taking these awards seriously when you're just kind of rattling them off and not giving like acceptance speech time and whatnot. But the reality is, and to an extent, this is the same with movies, but what they're celebrating a lot of times in movies is the actor or the designer or the filmography things that you can pick a certain person to bring out and discuss. Whereas like, if you just say yeah. best action game, are you going to bring the entire team of 200,000 people out on stage so they can get their oh. applause? No, you, you're going to give them the stamp of approval and then they can put the statue in, in their front lobby at the studio or something. So when they go into work every day, they can look at it and go, man, this isn't worth it, but I guess my paycheck is so, uh, I'm going to get through these eight hours, these 24 hours yeah, it was worth that it. they make me sleep the under Japanese the desk. Guys, but could, so I say like, it was worth that we had like 20 people commit suicide on this project. We made it. It's worth it. We won this award. Now oh, that's only it. a Nintendo Dominic. Well, and <laughs> maybe from software, you know, the Japanese companies. Me and Moto just take all those awards. <laughs> I just, I just imagine a wall in his house literally made out of awards. He's like, ah, yes, the plebes will fuel me for so many more years. I haven't touched a computer in 10 years. <laughs> he just draws things on paper and throws it at people. Make this a Mario game. Sir, there's no Mario on here. It's just... <laughs> more mushrooms and pipes. He's make it into a Mario game. Throw a cat in there too. Okay, Mario's a cat now. All right. Yes. So yeah, those are the game awards. Uh yeah. Uh anything else for the people before we get into new releases, Dominic? No, I'm good. All right. We got some we got some big ones this week, Dominic. We have High on Life, of course, which we mentioned that's out on PC. Xbox One, Xbox Series as, you know, a Game Pass game. So if you've got that, you can check it out there. You also have River City Girls 2 out now on the PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series consoles. River City 2, that's uh, Girls 2, that's the beat-em-up, side-scrolling brawler. Yeah. Uh, it's reviewing pretty well from what I've yeah. seen, so that's cool. Is this finally online co-op? That I do not know. Let's find out, Dominic. I think we're going to be disappointed. Oh, man. Up, up, up. Let's see. Four-player drop-in, drop-out couch, and two-player online co-op are supported throughout the campaign. Oh, okay. So they actually do have four-player but it can't do four players online. But Which is so weird. Here's Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. Hey, oh, no. No, that's a lie, Dave. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles can do six people or eight people, <laughs> where the fuck it is. I forgot what it was. It's six, right? Cause, yeah, because you yeah. have the four turtles and then like Shredder and or April O'Neil. And, yeah. 
I I mean the thing that I don't understand. Casey Jones, April O'Neil, yeah, Splinter. Yeah, I think they have seven characters, but you could only do six player co-op. I think. But what I don't get is like if you can do two player online co-op, what's stopping you from four? Like is is it that much harder to program four player? I also wonder like how if you buy this on the PC, how that steam stuff works because you know they have that stuff built in now where you can basically pretend like you're playing on the same couch as someone so i wonder how well that stuff works i haven't heard a lot of people talk about that but yeah at least there is some online co-op this time and give them credit for that uh, we also have the witcher 3 wild hunt ps5 and xbox series x versions those look very good. Seems like that is uh, oh, yeah. still a good game, as it turns there, out. Dominic. There was some problem. There was some problem. Wasn't there some problems when it first came out, but they got a patch? Oh, okay. what it was? Was there? Let's see. Uh, because I, I thought somebody somebody was complaining. They were playing about that. Um, Witcher Three Wild Hunt causing major performance issues for some players, according to IGN. After today's free next gen update. PC players are reporting significant frame rate drops and bizarre textures and models rendering throughout Witcher 3. Posts over on the Witcher subreddit commonly reference hardware chugging along with, uh, along, oh, excuse me, reference hardware chugging along. But it doesn't seem like Geralt's adventure is simply fixed by expensive upgrades. Plenty of users with high end graphics cards report the same issues. Oh, man. Let's see, subreddit, blah, blah, blah. All right, the Witcher Twitter account stated on the 14th, we are aware of the issues PC players have been reporting since last night. Release uh, Last night's release of the update, we are actively investigating all of the reports and will be providing an update on particular issues as soon as possible. Thank you for your patience. Oh, man. So it sounds like uh, that may need some work on the PC. Hopefully. So the PC got to upgrade. Okay, I guess upgrade for the newer graphics cards. Um, but uh, but the console ones sound like they're pretty good then? Yeah, That's it good. seems like they're running pretty well from the reviews I've seen for that stuff. Um, yeah, take yeah. that PC master race. <laughs> CD Projekt Red, is, I feel like, has done pretty well in the past to address these kind of issues. Uh, pretty quickly when you don't take cyberpunk into consideration. <laughs> um, yeah. So we will, uh, we will see. Hopefully they, they iron those issues out pretty quickly for people wanting to play that prettier version on the PC. And then you also have crisis core final fantasy seven reunion. Dominic that is out now on the PC, Nintendo switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One and Xbox Series consoles. I was watching a little bit of this on Twitch. It does not look as good as the Final Fantasy remake, so I think it's somewhere in between a, the remake and the re like a remaster that explains oh, yeah. why it can actually run on the Switch. Because that's what I was trying to figure out this morning was does that game actually run on the Switch in any respectable way shape or form but it seems like seems like it is okay on the switch uh obviously you're going to get a prettier game on the consoles but i've 
saw some reviews saying like, oh, hey, it, it's a more accurate to the PSP because it's playing on a portable if you play it on the Switch. That's just silly. People don't. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I could play it on my phone and it would also be more portable than a console. But that doesn't mean it's good. So you play it on your Apple Watch. Can I? Not yet. Someday soon. Dominic. Okay. Someday soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so those are our new releases, Dominic. Uh, you got anything else for the people? Nah, I'm good, man. All right. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. It seems like this might be our last episode for the year. We're going to take off next week, uh, Christmas Eve recording, and uh, pick back up on New Year's Eve. But by the time that podcast releases, it'll probably be the new year. Uh, since that's basically yeah. the last day of the year. So as such, we would like to thank everyone for listening throughout this year and all of the previous years, you know, 400 episodes. We've been going a while here, Dominic. And uh, I know it's, it's appreciated. Yeah, we won't catch up with the Simpsons, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, only if they stop, Dominic, only if they stop. Um, <laughs> no, they're never going to stop. Only if they stop Everybody and then also go back in time. And they must still keep going. <laughs> yeah, because by then they'll have like AI voice modulators that can just take the voices of the actors and just generate tones that sound like those people accurate within a, a certain decimal range or something like that. Um, yeah, so uh, happy new year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone that is listening and uh thank you guys as always for listening it's been a it's been a wild ride 400 episodes dominic i don't even yeah, remember crazy what Kwanzaa, year crazy Kwanzaa, Daniel. i said happy holiday i don't like to specify outside yeah. of christmas because that's the only one that counts <laughs> um, yeah christmas is i mean come on everybody celebrates christmas even if you don't you do we force <laughs> you to through capitalism dominic come on exactly exactly that's what i'm saying he buys you for gifts or you you took somebody's you, you I'm going to see somebody turn out on gifts saying, I'll celebrate Christmas. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. Get out their hand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, once again, thank you guys as always for listening. You check us out on Twitter. Dominic is at DStallworth5. I'm at RegulusMB. The podcast is at Superpod. S-U-P-A-P-O-D. Superpod.com is the website. It has all of the podcasts, all 400 plus of them with the bonus stuff. Um, you can listen to them there there's also links to all the places you can find us including youtube where there's a video version of this podcast as well as audio places like itunes stitcher google Podcasts, spotify and until next time guys we'll talk to you later all right see you